Welcome to the Push Power to Power Show. Presented by Uraldi Media, a show where we interview entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, all the way to CEOs on their journey to success and what they learned along the way. The show is so informative, I just love it. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. Our goal is to power you up to the next level. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts with Jesus Ortiz right now. Let me go ahead and break it down. Below at the bottom, I thought I drowned. Surrounded by smiles, I had a Welcome to the Push Power to Power show. Hey, guys, don't even mind if you see people walking behind me. I just love doing the show this way with the mirrors. I don't know. It's just me. So you will see people here in the working, co-working space walking here. They even told me, I said... I don't care. Well, we give some great value here in the show. You can walk left and right. <laughs> I just love I just love it like this, man. So, hey, welcome, everybody, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. What, Tuesday, 3 p.m.? Uh, you know, if you're out there working, you're out there watching us live right now. I've got an, an amazing, he's my, he's my friend. I can call him family, my boy Joshua Allen. Uh, and today you're going to learn um, his story. And he's going to talk a little bit. We're going to go to, we're going to get into it, you know, by photograph, photography, videography, filmmaking, you know, learning a little bit of tricks here and there that it can help you. Because I know there's some of you watching or when you watch the replay, if you're watching it live right now, share it, share this, any other, <laughs> anybody else that is out there watching this live, they can watch it. If not, they watch the replay. But trust me, you will learn something, man. Because when I went to his house one time and he showed me the, the, the editing stuff, I was like, man, this boy got it. Like when you know you want to do photo and all this and editing, he got it. So I want y'all to learn something new from him. But at the beginning, you know, you're going to know him first because you want to build relationship and that connection with him. And then we get into the nitty gritty so you can learn something. And at the end, five, 10 minutes, you got Q and we're going to get Q and A. You got any questions for us? You can shoot them. And even if you shoot out a question right now, we might stop. You know, we don't want to be mean and say, hey, man, somebody said this and that. So we'll pop you here live. And, uh, man, I'm just excited to have him here live with the real Jesus Ortiz on the push powder power. So I just I just created another layout. So I'm, I'm playing around with here in StreamYard, man. It's all good. I love all this. But, hey, you know what? I'm about to bring him in here. But before I bring him in here, let's roll the intro. Mr. Joshua. Hey, hey, what's Woo! up, Jesus? What's up, man? How we what's doing? What's going on, brother, man? Look at that, man. I'm wearing... That's his favorite team, man, the Browns. That is. That is. That's my favorite team. I'm a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. I always... I remember before, before this year, I used to always get messed about being a Browns fan. Oh, my goodness. They'd be like, hey, we give you, we give you permission to pick a different team. I used to get that all the time. Forget that, dude. Hey, Look at that, hey. man. 
We've been building up. I got a buddy of mine that tells me, hey, man, y'all been building up for this season. It's not like it's not like it just happened. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud of my team, man. We did really good. Next year is going to be – they got dominate, man. I just feel it. I, I can't necessarily say we're going to be a Super Bowl team, but I still think we're going to be a, you know, a formidable force for other teams to uh, come up against. I definitely – I could definitely oh. say that. Oh, yeah. But welcome, Josh. Welcome to the Push Bottle Power Show, man. We've been knowing each other for a while. We worked yes. together for a bit, me, you and Renee. Stories that you tell a little bit in a bit. And that, and just, you know, happy to be here. And I know you guys, everybody's watching right now. You you see me and him together. We will do some work together soon here, creating a different intro for the show. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be amazing when you just help. You know, you push power to power to other and just... Be real to to each other, man. You're trusting and, and the trust and the loyal, the loyalty. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But I'm gonna leave right here, and I just want to tell you, the, so you can tell the audience a little bit about who is Joshua Allen. Okay, well, so I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I grew up there. Uh, I think I left there when I was about almost almost 18. I joined the military. I was in the military for eight years, um, had a blast in the Navy. Uh, I got out of the military, came straight to Houston. Uh, I did a couple jobs here and there doing maintenance and whatnot. And I thought it was pretty cool. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this doesn't really seem like what I want to do. Um, I have a background in music production. I grew up with music. I think I started playing music when I was about five or something like that. Um, different instruments here and there. And so music production was always a passion for me. And it, in my teenage years, I got into audio engineering. And when I got into that, I was kind of like, you know what, man, this is pretty cool. I can make some money off of this stuff. And so I got down here to Houston, fast forward, got down here to Houston, and I opened up a studio in my house. And I'm a Christian. And so, you know, it was kind of hard on me and my wife because at the time she was like, oh, man, I don't really like those people coming in and out of house. I don't feel comfortable with it. And to be honest with you, I don't feel comfortable with it either. And so I had to make a change. I was like, you know what? I'm going to shut the studio down. But in that time in between time, somebody who had come to the studio was like, yeah, Josh, man, you, you know what you should do? You should go buy a camera. And everybody who comes in the studio they take you take a picture of them and you can make money doing that, too. And I was like, man, that's not a bad idea. So my first camera, my first professional camera that I bought, I mean, granted, you know, it might be considered consumer grade. But for me, it was professional was a T3i camera. Um, I was taking pictures before that. And, and I was even taking pro pic professional pictures before that. But I wasn't using a professional camera. So that just goes to show you that it doesn't really matter what tool you have in your hands. It, it who it is that's taking the pictures and their capabilities is what really matters. But yeah, I went ahead and picked up a T3i. I started shooting some photos, started making some good money. I shut down the studio and then I went and shot my first wedding. I, the pictures turned out good. The video was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> so that was, that's not something that I like to talk about often because if, I mean, I think if I was to watch that video today, I would cringe. Um, but yeah, so that was my first video that I shot, my first wedding that I shot, but I was doing like portraits and stuff before that. So fast forward a little bit. Um, I was making pretty good money off of it enough that I knew that I needed to upgrade my camera. So I went ahead and upgraded to a 70D. Um, and, you know, it just took off from there. I mean, like I've, I've done anything you could think of as far as videos are concerned and photography is concerned. I, I mean, I do promotional videos, weddings, 
real estate, uh, music videos, commercial videos, anything you could think of. And then as far as photography, you know, you can name it on that as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had a blast along the way. I've learned a lot along the way. I've spent a lot of money along the way. So that just goes to show you, if you appreciate your craft, then you invest in it as well. That's very true, man. And, and you're right, man. While we were talking the other day, I was like thinking, man, because I was thinking of myself, you know, what the things I'm doing. And I was like, I was going to ask Josh, even live, is he, what does he think? Like, what would be that niche that you want to hit? Because I know we talk, you're like, man, weddings are good and this, but I don't really want to do weddings. So, like, what would be that true craft of, I know, of pictures, video that you, you just want to focus and be like, I'm just going to run with that. And see, you know, the thing is, is that you actually learn along the way too, Jesus. You know, you and I have known each other for a little while now, and I've actually had to find myself like being educated from from others in order to improve improve my craft. And one of the things that I actually learned from one of my mentors, um, and his name's Parker Walbeck. Uh, a lot of I'm, I'm I'm not sure if a lot of people know who he is, but if you're in the film industry, I'm pretty sure you're going to know who Parker Walbeck is. But I took his course and I, I can strongly say that he's one of my mentors. But um, one of the things I learned is that it's it's nice to have a niche, but it's even better to be, uh, you know, have a variance of capabilities. Because what happens is, is that let's say, for instance, wedding season goes dry and there is a time where wedding season kind of takes a downslope. Well, if you if this is your main bread and butter and wedding season is going like this, well, you're going like this with it. But if you have the ability to shoot videos on a regular basis or shoot photos on a regular basis, then and doing other types of videos, then that's going to make it easier for you to pick up where something else is lacking. So, like I said, I shoot wedding videos, but I also shoot real estate and real estate is something that you know, in the summertime gets really strong. And the reason for that, if you're, if a lot of you are wondering on this, um, you know, stream is the reason for that is because, so you have a lot of real estate revolves around the school year. So when school lets out a lot of people who weren't able to move throughout the school year, they say, Hey, well, look, the kids are out of school. Let's go ahead and move. So in the summertime, a lot of people will start moving around and that's when real estate really picks up. And yeah, the weather has something to do with it too. Not too many people want to get out and move in the cold, but one of the primary reasons is because of the school year. And so even real estate, the reason why I'm saying that is because even real estate has an, an, a time where it takes a slope and that's usually in the winter time. Um, and I'm not a real estate agent, but I work with real estate agents and I learn all of this stuff from them to know, hey, look, this is when I'm going to be able to get business with real estate. This is when wedding season is going to pick up. This is when portrait season is going to pick up because, you know, you have Valentine's Day prom. You have uh, the summertime and, and especially springtime are strong seasons for uh, getting somebody who wants to take photos. Uh, if you're up north. Um, a strong time in the in the year to take photos is in the fall because of the pretty orange colors that you see up there. So, yeah, I mean, there's to answer your question, honestly, I don't I don't think I could if, if I were to focus on a main area, I would probably say that I would focus on like commercial videos 
like stuff that you would see on TV, because that's where a lot of the money is. You you can count on a, a bigger industry to pay you a lot of money. Um, you, you can it's more dependable that you would find money being made that way than you would be to, you know, depend on like a wedding or something like that, because, you know, I'm I'm not my name isn't largely known throughout the United States. So everybody's not calling Joshua Allen to come and take their photos or do their weddings. Um, so I don't make a whole lot of money. I mean, I make a good amount of money off of doing weddings, but I don't make like three, four, five thousand dollars off of a wedding. Um, do I have the quality and capability? Yes. But the thing goes to show you is that, hey, once you become more well known, then you can start charging more because those people will know your work. They can see your work, know what your quality is, what your capabilities are. So all of that comes into play. But yeah, that's to answer your question. Like I said, I, I think I'll pretty much um, I'll pretty much keep myself open for anything that could come my way. Um, and and after a while, once I start getting bigger and well known, um, I'll probably pick specific uh, things to shoot photos of and videos of um, because then I can choose at that point. And you're right. The way you explain it, you're right. Because see weddings, they go down or everything like this. Mm -hmm. At least I know I know how to take pictures, do this, be cre a creative content creator so I can move around this way. Exactly. When, when you can explain it that way, it's like, oh, yeah, there he goes. But when you know you talk to different kind of people and they try to do something and they're all over the place. But when you know how to express it, you're like, oh, man. OK, I understand now. See and see. Jesus, one one thing that you mentioned a little while ago, you in in your intro, you mentioned that you know what if what if if you see people walking behind me, then don't mind that. Well, the thing is, is it it, it what it does is it helps train the eye to the idea that hey, there's something going on, and and more importantly, like if you look behind me, there's two different colors. Now I know sometimes because like depending on how close I get to the camera, the background of me will adjust so you see the blue on this side and you see the red on this side but the mm. idea is that you're creating depth you're creating dimension you're creating the idea that hey in in, in my, my my position i'm creating the idea that there's dimension and depth and makes the background look cool for two but in your situation you have people walking behind you it's not intentional is what we're trying to let people know i mean it's not unintentional it's yeah. intentional we wanted you to see this because hey look i'm i'm in a workspace There are people who are here with me. The, the idea that you're trying to push is that, hey, look, we're working here. There's people I'm working. There's people here working. There's stuff going on. Things need to get done. So, um, I mean, everything is intentional. And I think that's important that you, you know, you, you noted that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that because everybody asked me that when I was like, because I can move it and move the computer here and have the black background over there on the side. But I'm like, man, I just, I know I like the mirrors. And it, yeah. even if I could get into the needy, I can write on the window like, hey, hold on a second. And I can write something for you and you can. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> Just like maybe I don't know where we teach something. I say, like, you know what? We're giving this curve. Let me let me. But my handwriting sucks. But still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't write on that wall. No, I'm, 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 that's that's my so this is my workspace and i do a lot of my product reviews and tutorials and stuff in here so if i write on that wall then then i gotta paint the we wall it on your daughter it was her you said what we blame it on your on your little daughter your we little can we can i actually i blame everything on my older daughter <laughs> so if she sees this video in the future i still love you evie but i blame it on you <laughs> 
But um, but yeah, speaking of which, so I mean, like I said, I I, I definitely don't think that you know all of this stuff is is like I said, is unintentional. And you know, it's one of the things that I want to actually because we're speaking of my kids, I wouldn't mind actually getting my older daughter involved in this as well because um, last year. I made a sizable amount of money doing a job for an organization um, later in the year. And so I brought somebody with me who was going to, who helped shoot the photos and I did the video. Well, I shot photos and videos, but um, she primarily did photos. She only did photos actually. But um, the point I'm trying to get at is I paid her a good amount of money too. And I told my daughter, I said, Hey, Evie, look, um, you know, I mean, I know you may not want to do photos or you may not want to shoot videos, but this wasn't something that I had on my mind either. This wasn't a like I didn't grow up wanting to be a photographer or videographer. I got a camera in my hands and I just wanted to start going. And so I told her, I said, Evie, that's money that you could have made. That could have been money in your pocket. So one of the things that I know that I want to start doing is I actually want to take her with me on jobs um, I want to go and I'm going to probably end up buying another camera and that will be her camera and she'll come with me on jobs and she'll do photos. I'll train her up. And the idea is that she can be better than me. And, and by doing that, I, for one, I help to employ my daughter. She gets a, 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 a an income coming in that is something that she can, that she can trust and that she can, know that it's going to come in as long as she puts in the work. I mean, granted, you could do that anywhere, but I mean, I'm her dad. So, you know, that I'm, I think that would, you know, mean a little more, but, um, and then also it, it, it lets her know that, Hey, look, I don't, I don't have to worry about going out there and working at like McDonald's or something like that as your first job. You can actually interact with people in a way that you want to interact with them. You, I mean, granted, I'm not trying to say that people at McDonald's, I don't know harm, no foul to anybody who works there. I'm just saying that I've been at those jobs and I know how hard it can be. And, um, you know, it's definitely something that I want to try to mitigate from my kid if I can, my kids, because I have two daughters. So that's cool, man. I never know that she would, she was helping you. Did she actually like going out with you? Like she asked you or. Well, no. So she didn't come with me, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, I paid that girl that all that money. And I could have, I could have gave my daughter that money. You know what I mean? And so I was I was a little bit flustered about it. But I mean, you know, because the thing that frustrates me is she's she's about to be 13. And I'm like, Evie, come on, man. Uh, All you want to do is. Oh, my gosh. She's got this thing with anime now. Oh, yes, man. Don't get me wrong. Look, I know anime when I was growing up. Dragon Ball C. Yes, that was one of the main ones. But the thing is, is that like this girl is sitting here talking about she got anime boyfriends and i'm like oh my gosh man you can't be serious i wasn't walking around talking about people on dragon ball z with my girlfriend i was like yo man that show is so cool man if if i could be anybody i'd be goku or something like that i don't know or i mean i, I did watch pokemon and i did trading card um stuff when i was younger too and i watched Yu-Gi-Oh and all because all that stuff is still anime yeah. it's just not the same kind of anime but but yeah man she she got this anime thing going on and i'm like okay well answer me this I know, and I know this probably isn't something that's actively on your mind, but answer me this. Is this going to make you money in the future? Can you see yourself making some money off of this stuff in the future? Because if you can't, and I'm not saying you can't watch it, 
but it's probably something that you should really be thinking about because I know guys right now who are 21 years old and they're millionaires and you are not that far from 21. Mm. Granted, granted, you know, my, my mom always tell her, I say, mom, you got more years behind you than you do ahead of you. Well, my daughter has a whole lot of years ahead of her. So, you know, God willing, but you know, it's, it's probably about that time that she wants to start considering, Hey, look, you know, I, I need to take my, my well being into consideration kids nowadays. They really do be, it's, it's, it's hard out there now, man, especially, um, with, with the way things are going in the world, you never know what's going to turn. And yeah. And you're right. Because even though she won't like doing the same thing as you, she stepped up and learned how to communicate, how to build relationships, connections. So yeah. she lives out from you. She's like, I ain't going to go work at McDonald's. Again, ain't nothing wrong. I want to go hire or work somebody here because I learned something from my dad. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. And I mean, I, I wouldn't, I've, I've spent, gosh, Jesus, man, I have to say, I've probably spent $30,000 on equipment over the years. And, um, and, and on education stuff, educational, you know, things as well. So for me, I'm like, all of this stuff that I've spent money on can, it, it, you have access to it. You don't even have to spend the money on it. You just have to, to show interest. That's really what it is. Just show interest. And, and I promise you, I'll teach you everything that I know. I will, I, I will, you'll have access to everything that I have. I just ask you to be responsible because, you know, hey, at the same time, I still got to use it. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, hey, look, I'll buy you your own camera. I'll, I'll buy you a, I don't know, I, I have a 6300. I have a, um, I, I still use that camera for photos. I really like the way it takes photos and mainly because of its portability. But um, I'll buy another 6300 and I'll say, here you go. This one is your camera. I just want you to be res responsible and, and, and actually do something with it. Don't just hold it. Do something with it. Don't use it to take selfies all the time. Actually go out there and do something. Say, Daddy, can I come with you to the next shoot that you're doing and learn? Yes, sweetie, you can. You can. You could come with me all day. We could shoot photos all day. That's good, you know, because she, she, with that camera, she would learn and ask you questions. Like you said, you're already invested on it. If she wants to do the classes that you already have on Udemy, she can learn that. You can teach her how to, you know, do the right things on the camera. And then she just kind of fly away and play with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we were talking about cameras, though, and that's, that's actually something I want to elaborate on, especially for individuals out there who aren't really familiar with with the cameras and you know different settings and whatnot uh because you know i get a lot of guys who come up to me and they're like hey man how'd you how'd you do this or how'd you do that and i'm like well this is how i did it uh i would say the first thing you need to learn is specifically what it is about yourself that you like about you know photography and videography is actually a component of photography but um the reason why I say that is because a lot of times what happens is people will get a camera and they don't really know too much about photos or, or videography in order to make a living off of it. So prime example is you grab a camera and you know nothing about posing hmm. and there's, there's posing in both video and photo. So you don't know anything really too much about um, posing, but you're willing to go grab a camera. Now, granted, I understand this. Yes, you have to start somewhere. 
But this is something that I urge you to think about ahead of time. That way you can prepare yourself. You don't end up in positions like me where, you know, at my first wedding that I went and shot, I didn't really know anything about posing. And that was extremely difficult. That's what, I think that's actually one of the main things that made shooting that wedding awkward was because they were like, they were asking me, they were like, okay, so what's the next pose? And I'm like, um, hold on. And I grabbed my phone and I'm like, uh, where's Pinterest? Uh, let's do oh, this yeah. right here. <laughs> so, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Pinterest at all, man. I'm not knocking it at all. But for me, I'm like, you know what? It, it probably would be helpful if you knew some of that stuff ahead of time. So I definitely recommend, um, learning poses and, and all of, you know, the, the non-technical stuff, as far as like the camera is related, learn that stuff first, like learn, learn more about, uh, natural light as opposed to, uh, and how, how it works with artificial light or against artificial light posing and all of that, uh, um, stuff. I mean, I can go into detail, but you know, we don't have all the day and all the time in the day, but, um, then I, uh, then I would say from there, you know, you move on to your gear. You could go out there and spend $50,000 on a camera. And believe me, there are cameras out there that cost way more than that. That, That's $50,000 is some, some would say that's modest, but um, you can go out there and spend $50,000 on a camera and be crap. The, The video quality is, is, is terrible. Or you could buy a Hasselblad camera that takes amazing photos. They use it for like, I don't know, the surveying and stuff. And uh, you can buy a Hasselblad camera and the photos come out terrible. The the thing is, is that it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but what matters more is the quality, not the quantity. Mm. So the quantity in this case would be the type of camera that you have. The quality would be, your capability with that whatever camera it is so i started off by saying that before i started taking photos with a like higher level camera i won't say professional at this i'll say higher level so the t3i was higher level than what i was what i had before i had some sony cyber shot camera before Mm. and i was taking some really good photos man i was taking really really good photos but um because i had already knew about um compositioning and, and different things like that but um, I was taking some pretty good photos. And the point I'm trying to get at is your camera can only do so much. It doesn't take photos on its own. It doesn't do video on its own. It can't compose on its own. It can focus on its own. But it, most of the work is going to come from you, the operator. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the knowledge, then that camera is not going to be able to do what you want it to do. So the second thing I would say is invest in your in yourself, invest in, in knowledge. Yes, buy the equipment, but invest in knowledge. If you see those camera courses or videography courses and they, you can see that a lot of times they cost a pretty good amount of money. Um, at this point, I would honestly, I wouldn't turn people away from saying, Hey, don't go to film school or anything like that. Because in all honesty, I plan on taking some film classes in the future. Um, but you know, a lot of people can actually start making it pretty good taking some of these courses like full-time filmmaker or, uh, I'm trying to remember tomorrow's filmmaker. I think that's what it's called. Um, and, and other courses out there that are like it. Some, you know, some of those courses actually get you ready to shoot videos professionally. And I, I think I saw one that said 90 days or something like that, hmm. which is 
pretty that's pretty good. And then you mentioned another one. I uh, so so Jesus and I just to give you a little bit of backstory, Jesus and I used to work together in, in a company. Uh, it was called Your Concept Media Group, and uh, it was three of us. It was myself, Jesus. And a friend of ours, his name is Renee. Renee moved up to North Carolina, but prior to him moving, he was um, he did a trip down to Central America and made a lot of awesome content. But yeah, we uh, we worked together, and you know the thing that kind of messed it up for us was some same thing that messed it up for a lot of people: the pandemic. So um, you know, Renee went up to be with his family because of all the stuff that was going on. And then he ended up deciding to stay up there. The point that I'm trying to get at is we, we had a business together and, you know, we thought it was best that, Hey, we just kind of go, we part ways. And so that's what we ended up doing. You know, Renee went and shot video up there in North Carolina. I stayed down here in Houston. He stayed down here in Houston and his Susan and I will still, you know, meet up and, and do stuff together. Like he mentioned, we're actually planning on um, doing a updated uh, intro video for the push power to power show but um you know jesus has access to a course of mine um on udemy and it's specifically for uh, you know just educational purposes i wanted to keep, i don't care who's teaching it there could definitely be something different in that course that let's say full-time filmmaker didn't have or like i plan on taking master class um, and I'm not entirely sure if a lot of people have heard of Masterclass, but it's a like prestigious level of like learning and educational um, for various um, different types of fields. You have the film industry. There's people who are on there trying to educate you on how to be a better comedian. Um, hmm. I mean, the list is extensive. And the point I'm trying to get at is learn. It's going to cost you money no matter how you look at it. You're going to end up spending money on learning something. YouTube is great. I'm not, don't get me wrong. YouTube is great, but it can only take you so far. Eventually, you're going to have to spend some money to learn something that YouTube isn't teaching you, or it's going to teach you in a way that you can actually put a certification behind it. They don't have certifications on YouTube. You could tell somebody that I learned it on YouTube University, and then they're going to laugh at you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but now that we're talking about that and you got into it, we're getting into the filmmaking. So you could talk about a little bit about that. But what will be the f- five top cameras that you think that somebody right now can go and they're like, man, I'm, I'm thinking of video and photo at the same time and really learn it. But I don't have enough money. But it's like I can afford something that it's not like you said, not professional, but high end. But it's a yeah. good camera that I can start and go out there and use it. So. I would I would say, you know, Sony is is not a bad way to go. You got Sony, you got Canon, um, and then you also have uh I, you know, Fujifilm's kind of on the expensive side. So I would I would honestly stick between uh Sony and Canon. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know too much about Nikon cameras. Um and I'll be completely honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of Nikon's quality. So that's one of the reasons I've never actually uh, dove into uh, learning about anything Nikon. I did shoot with the Z6 before, and that actually was was pretty cool. A friend of mine, he's got a Z6 camera, and uh, he, he let me shoot a couple photos. But I would definitely say uh, within Sony's area, if you're not looking at trying to spend a lot of money I would start off with something used. Okay. 
Do not turn down used gear. Do not do it. My first professional level camera was a 70D. And I bought it used off of Canon's website. Uh, I wouldn't even, honestly, if they still sold 70Ds, or, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could find it. I would honestly recommend that camera. That's a Canon, though. That is a Canon. But as far as Sony is concerned, I would stick with any of the A6000 series. The lower, the better, because you're not going to be spending as much money. So my brother, my older brother, before he stopped shooting videography, he was shooting with the 6000, A6000. And for the longest, he shot music videos, professional music videos, really, really good. It does, that camera doesn't even shoot 4K, but his videos looked phenomenal. They looked really, really good. So I'd say if you're looking at just photos, A6000, and potentially for video, and I'll get into the specifics on what camera does better in video later, a little bit later on. But um, I would say a, any of the A6000 series, really. So with Sony, any of the A6000, that, that's like, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven or eight different cameras in that series. Uh, if you want to spend a little more money, and those are all APS-C type cameras. If you want to know more information as far as that stuff is concerned, I would suggest reaching out to me in a, in a, in a, in a uh, direct message because that that right there, we could go on and on about that. But um, if you want to spend a little more money and get a full frame type of Sony camera, I would say to get like an A7R2 or A7, probably A7, uh, A7 II. Sorry, I said A7R2. A7, well, I think there is, you know, honestly, I don't honestly, hmm. you know, this doesn't look good on me because I honestly don't remember if there was an A7R2. I believe there was. I know there's an A7 II, but um, I would say A7 II or A7 III. But the problem is, is those cameras are going to cost you a little bit more. Even the A7 III being like, I don't know, like three years old or something like that, it's still going to cost you over $1,000 or close to $1,000 if to, to purchase that camera. Whereas with like one of the A6000 series, you can pick that camera up, I don't know, maybe... $400 through $400. So it's all dependent on your budget. Really, that's what it is, depending on your budget. That, um, I just checked for you, A7R2. It was, it, that's, that was one? Yeah. I, I couldn't I remember if there was an A7R. I mean, it would make sense that there would be an A7R2, but believe me, when I tell you this, if you look at TVs, they don't go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's like A, B, C, D, F, M, N, and you'd be like, what happened to all the letters in between? Well, we didn't think we needed those. <laughs> it's like, okay, hotels don't have 13 floors. So that's true. But um, well, not not just hotels, it's buildings in general. I don't think buildings in general have 13 uh, uh, floor 13. But um, as far as cannons are concerned, um, I would definitely say that um, well, real quick, real quick, I want to let you all know. I still shoot with the Sony a6300. I mentioned that earlier. I shoot photos and videos. As a matter of fact, I just came back from a real estate job like three hours ago. And um, I shot the whole real estate video on my a6300. And I have a DJI uh, Mavic 2 Pro drone. Um, but I, shoot, I, show, I shot most of the video on... Um, sorry. Uh, but yeah, my, my neighbor sent me a message, but, um, yeah, so I shot most of the footage on 
that drone and that camera and the footage turned out phenomenal. So I have a, I have a higher end drone, a uh, higher end camera that I use too. But you know, for that specific job, I thought that the 6300 would do good and it, and it still does good. So that's just, I'm just saying that to say that you, you could get the newer Sony 6000 series cameras, but I still use an older camera that's about three years old and it still does really good. But um, as far as Canon is concerned, Jesus actually has a camera that I recommend highly, the M50, right? Yeah, let me bring it so people can see it. You can still talk. Yeah, so I highly recommend that camera. It's not expensive at all. Um, I think Jesus can elaborate on the cost of it, but um, it's a really good camera, interchangeable lens. Uh, the, the screen is a tiltable flip-out screen. It rotates and all of that stuff. Uh Another camera, like I mentioned, would be probably like a uh, a uh, 80D or a 70D or a 90D. Yes, there it is, the M50. Yes, that is a really good camera. Yeah, really yeah. good, not expensive. It's it's um, compact. It does it does really good with photos. It does really good with video. It shoots 4K video, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that's, that's for six fifty. That's not bad. That's not bad. And they actually have a newer version out now. And it was new. The guy that bought it was a photographer, and he said that that wasn't what he he was looking for. The style he was looking for a Sony. So I was like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to to elaborate on that a little bit, the reason why people pick different branded cameras is primarily because of the look. And obviously the capabilities. So uh, Canon is known to have more natural colors. So when you shoot photos and videos, the colors look more true to what you would be getting. And they, a lot of people say that Sony's colors are more like desaturated. And uh, I used to say unsaturated, but that's not a word. But um, <laughs> but yeah, they're more desaturated. And so a lot of people prefer Canon over Sony. But I personally like the way that Sony does in low light situations mm. where Canon, that's where Canon lacks. And so um, that that's one of the main reasons why I picked up the Sony camera over um, getting a, another Canon, because when I was upgrading from my 70 D I, uh, I wanted to get something that was going to do better in low light because my, my 70 D was struggling in that area. And I always had, when it was coming to video or photos, it took a lot of work to recover that data. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if I had the camera settings uh, to, to where they needed to be. So um, I definitely went ahead and got a Sony camera. Now my newest camera that I purchased was a, or is a uh, Fujifilm X-T4 and a friend of mine, his name's Fred. He actually put me onto that camera and Fred, man, if you're watching this, I just want to tell you again, you have come a long way in a, a year and some change. This guy, I remember when he hooked up with me, he was like, hey, look, man, I like you. I like the way you work. You do an awesome job. Um, I want I want to be able to work with you doing video work. And we did a couple like meet up. We met up a couple times and I think I did like one job with him. Uh, maybe it was a couple jobs. I don't remember, but all I know is Fred and I have really good friends. We, we go pretty far back, but the point I'm trying to get at is this dude ended up getting into filmography himself. Mm. He has his, and 
I just want y'all to know it is possible. And this is a case in point. He went from owning a 80D, I think that's what he had at the time. He well, actually, I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if he had the camera when I met him, but I do know that when he did get the camera, he had it for a little bit. He upgraded to a GH5 and then upgraded to a P uh P6, a P4K. That's a black magic camera. And then he now has the P6K. But he has a show, and this is within a year and some change. He's got a show on Amazon Prime. He didn't know that much about videography. His background is in audio engineering and in music production. So he went from that in a year to having a show on Amazon Prime. And he, he's got a YouTube channel. He, man, this dude is like, like, seriously, man, Fred is a beast. And, and the crazy part is, is I've been doing this longer than him. And he's got more knowledge than I have at this stuff now. And I've been doing this for a while. And I'm lear- I learn stuff from Fred all the time. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So the point is, is that you, it doesn't matter when you start. It matters how you start. Do you want this bad enough? If you want it bad enough, you could turn it around like that. But, um, but yeah, just, just to double back on the camera stuff. Yeah, so those are the cameras I'd recommend, though. Like, I, I would start off my five picks, just to, just to pick five. I would say the M50. I would say an 80D. So those are both Canon cameras. And then my other three choices would be a 6500, um, probably a 6300, and a 6000. And the reason why is because I say – the 6,000, because it's the, probably the cheapest out of all of those, and you still get really good quality. But the unfortunate thing is you don't get 4K video if you're planning on getting it for video shooting. Our friend Renee, mm. he started shooting with the camera that didn't even have 4K video, and the dude was being like, he was killing it. <laughs> he was killing it. I thought it was 4K. You're like, no. Oh, my goodness, man. He was killing it. Like, I had to ask him. I remember one time, I think Renee actually told you about this. Him and I got together to go shoot a video for a mutual friend of ours um, at this mansion. And uh, Renee comes out there with this, like, man, that camera was, like, old, man. It was like a T2i or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But he showed me some of his videos. And I was like, that's not... That's not 4K. He's like, no. Matter of fact, I had to shoot this in 720. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) So what did you do, man? What kind of software do you have? I need that software. But no, yeah, we it it, it doesn't like I said, and it doubles back. It doubles back on what I said. What matters is the person behind the camera. There it goes. It's true. Because there's people that I seen and they I see their their camera is like damn that's like an older like a mm-hmm. rebel rebel mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Like, how are they doing that and it's that person the way they edit the way they do it and they love it they don't need to get another camera they're like we're fine with true. and they're that's making true. a lot of money with that yes. camera yes yeah. and see the funny thing is the funny thing is Jesus, i'm pretty sure you've heard people say this a lot of times you get jobs just based off of how your rig looks like how your how your camera design how it looks, um, go. I want to I want to share something with you real quick, but I want to find it. So give me a second. Yeah. But but go go ahead. Even I was gonna say too. There's people like with their phone, man. They're shooting out 
with an iPhone or whatever. Now that all these Android phones got good camera, and they edit them, and they're getting paid, and they're using yeah. them. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, how can I start? I don't have the money. You, you do have a phone. Start just like Josh said. Go to Udemy. You'll find somebody that is giving a course how to do from whatever iPhone. Get the certification. Boom. Jump in and start. Maybe the most you would waste would be to get a little ring for the phone, the light. Man, that's not. A, I already have all that. It's like 120 bucks. It's not a lot. And you go ahead and you do it. People gonna be like, "You do this videos with your phone?" Yeah. I, yeah. I almost have it pulled up. I'm just. I just want to show everybody this really quick. What I mean by right, if, if, if nobody knows what what rig means, but this, this website is taking forever. Okay, so. How do I share my screen on this? It says right here. All right, share screen. Let's see. Oh, uh, we have a quick question. What's up? If somebody said, "What software software do you recommend to use?" It it all depends on uh, on on your comfortability. Oh look, he just got he just, just got, got an M50. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really I'm telling you, it's a really good camera. It really is. It's a really hey, really good camera. Hear. Hey Edward, one of these days we can set up and you can come to the city center, and Josh can give us a little bit, take some pictures out here because he has the M50. Yeah. Just let me know, uh, Edward. Uh, so so really quick, just to double back on the best software to use, it really it's really based off of your comfortability level and also what platform you're using, what computer you're using. I currently use um, Final Cut Pro. Uh, a lot of people don't really like Final Cut Pro. Um, actually, my mentor doesn't like it too <laughs> either, rather. Uh, but that's okay. He, he prefers to use um, Adobe Premiere, and that's okay. I actually don't care for Adobe Premiere because I feel it's too complicated. And I'm I'm not the, I'm not a fan of complicated. I, I want to find the easiest way to get it done. Um, but another thing, another program that you can use is, uh, like I said, you have Adobe Premiere, you have Final Cut Pro, you have Sony Vegas, um, you also have uh, DaVinci Resolve. So DaVinci Resolve is actually the standard in Hollywood now. It used to be Premiere. Premiere used to be the go-to program for video editing, but it's since been taken over by DaVinci Resolve. Um, and that's because of DaVinci's greater control over everything. Like it's not just color grading or color correcting. It, it has everything to do with being able to control so many different aspects of the, the video that you're editing he said he's using video. Say what? He said I'm using WeVideo web base. Uh, I mean, I've never heard of that one. I know there's another one by Cyberlink. I can't remember what it's called, Video Creator Pro or something like that. But those, I know for a fact that Final Cut, Adobe, Sony Vegas, and DaVinci Resolve are some of the top ones that people use to edit. If you're just starting off and you need something to edit something really quick on the fly, a lot of people use um, iMovie if they have a Mac computer. And then uh, you, you'll also get a lot of people who find just software on their phones, the apps on their phones to edit video. Uh, 
I've I've done it before. Uh, oh my goodness, man, I can't remember what that application is called. I have two friends that use it, um, Corey and Kevin. They both use this application on their phone and tablet to edit their video footage. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's really cool. It's really maybe, awesome. Maybe they're using the same one that I, I have to buy. I, I bought one. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's that one. Let me check. Hey, Jesus, can you see my screen? Yeah, let me, let me put it in there. I'm on full screen. There we go. Okay. You can't talk. Okay, so this, if everybody's looking at this, it's called a, this is a rig. It, it's not specifically a p particular piece of gear. It's all of the gear put together. This is a video rig. This is a red camera. It's a red dragon, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this camera right here is over $50,000, I'm pretty sure. Just the body by itself. <clears throat> so when you hear somebody say the body, they're actually just talking about this little square piece. I don't know if you can see my... my yeah cursor but they're talking about that little square piece in the back so then you have your this is your lens hood i'm sorry this is your hood lens hood um and they, some people call it barn door but it it helps to prevent light from getting onto the lens itself and then you have your lens right there this is your focus puller um up here looks like they have a a external monitor they've got your viewfinder right here i'm Actually, yeah, your viewfinder. This is your electronic viewfinder. Uh, yeah, this this rig's got you got your top handle. There's a lot of stuff on here. So, but all of this stuff put together makes a rig. So that's why I was mentioning when I said you'll get a lot of people, and that's why I was laughing. And I said Jesus has probably seen this or heard this before, where you'll get people who will hire you just because you have a professional looking rig, and you literally don't have to know anything about that rig. You know nothing about that rig. And you walk up to somebody with this big rig and they're like, Haha, I just rhymed. But no, you walk up to somebody with this big rig and they're like, yeah, that guy, look, let me point out. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And then you can have somebody like me who just walks into a, a, a on set with a minuscule camera that has a minuscule setup. And um, and and they and they I make better footage than what you know, somebody else would have. So it's definitely, definitely based on where somebody, Hey, how'd you get on the right side? That was pretty cool. Oh, I, I just wish to. That's Zia. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The left, man. <laughs> I don't mind what side I'm on. I just know when I switch back over to the screen, you were on the opposite side of the screen. I was like, Oh, okay. What'd I do? But no, yeah, it, it all, it's all based off of looks for a lot of people too. You, you could, at, at the end of the day, like I said, you can walk in there with this $200,000 rig and not know what you're doing. And I walk in there with the 600 buck camera and my quality looks better than yours. So, yeah, I've, I've had that happen plenty of times before. I'm actually going to. So for anybody who has any specific questions, I'm going to leave my email address in the chat box. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the chat box. And. I'll leave my my handle for IG there as well. Did it show up in the chat? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, if anybody has any specific questions that I you know I can't answer on here, I'll be glad to help you guys answer those questions. Um, you know, via like I said, either you could direct message me on uh instagram 
or you could shoot me an email um, at the email address I just provided. And I used a Samsung S9 and made this YouTube video. Oh, he put he put the let me see. Oh, it's, hold on a second. So yeah. so so let me let me elaborate on what Edward just said. So in film world, in the film world now, a lot of people are actually using their cell phones, and that's not a bad thing. That's not bad. Again, it's how you use your phone in order to be able. Here's the info on Facebook. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Trust me, all this stuff that I know, real, it's going to be up there, man. He's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so using a phone isn't bad. It's how you set the phone up. That's what matters. You get, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen the new iPhone video that they shot. I think it was for the Super Bowl. It looked like super dope. That video was awesome. And it was shot completely on an iPhone I mean, I think a couple of the shots, they had to put it on a, on, on like a, a stabilizer or maybe even a uh, gimbal of sorts just to make the quality smoother. But the whole video itself was shot on, on the iPhone. So it can be done. But I want to point out, just like full-size cameras have limitations, cell phones have limitations too. Yep. So the issue is, let me, give me one second. Give me one second. I'm going to grab a camera. All right, here we go. So this is my Fujifilm X-T4. This is my rig. Like I said, I just got finished shooting a video, so I already had it right here in the office. But this is my rig. Now, I'm about to put a side-by-side comparison here for you. This is my Galaxy S20, one of the best cameras on the market. I mean, granted, yeah, they do have an S21, but it actually the camera is minuscule better. But the point I'm trying to get at is, This thing is made primarily for shooting photos and video. This is used to do a whole lot of stuff. Phone calls, video pictures. It helps you manage documents. Uh, You can surf the Internet. You can do a whole lot of things on it. This is only for photos and video. So tell me which one do you think is going to do better? That big one right there. (laughs) <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is the phone can do a decent job. It's, it's kind of like the old phrase that they used to have. When, when somebody knows a whole lot about something and only a little bit about other things, they call them a jack of all trades. Mm. I know a lot about everything, but not everything about a lot. Excuse me. No, you're all right. So this camera knows everything that it can within this body. It knows everything that it can about shooting photos and videos. And this thing knows everything that it can about shooting photos, videos, but it, it only knows a little bit. For sure, they can do that, yeah. Yes. Hey, so I, the found, reason, I found a rig for this one, Josh. You found a rig for them? They got, they got rigs. They've got rigs for all kinds of cameras out there, man. If you can't find a rig for your camera, you can pick the right camera. Yeah, no, I, I went to Amazon and they, they had a pretty cool rig for mm-hmm. that. I was like, this is cool. So I cannot, you know, the light and, so and wait, uh, he's talking about a rig. He's talking about this. Yes. So the cage, the cage that's the cage. around this camera Sorry, is, what is what he's talking about. He's talking about the cage. The rig, remember, I was saying was everything put together. He's talking specifically about the cage. And what the cage does is it helps you to be able to put different things on here. So for instance, 
I have this external video recorder. This is oh, an Atomus. This is an Atomus Ninja um, external recorder. Um, I could actually, if I had the mount for it, actually I but, could slide it on here. To be honest with you, that's a, for you guys out there watching. That's a forty-five thousand dollar. I would say my rig when I have it all rigged out is definitely about. I want to say. I'll definitely say it's about fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. When I have it all rigged out. Oh yeah. No, that's that's a little on the high side. I'll say ten thousand. I'll say ten thousand. You do have so much information. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does. It, it, it does. That's how I learned from it. From but from Edward, again, YouTube University is only so good. Don't depend on it. There's a free cinema upgrade for the M50. What do you mean cinema upgrade? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you know, you gotta teach me about that. I don't. I don't mind learning. Yeah, cinema upgrade, huh? For for the computer. Let's see what the answers. I never heard of that. I I don't know what the cinema upgrade part means. Hey, Josh, do you have a, a an extra? mic or 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 what would be like a, a mic that you refer to me because i'm going to start doing some like docu series with other entrepreneurs so i'm like what kind of mic can i use for the camera um so you're gonna you're gonna you're saying you're gonna get out and actually record video yeah like raw video with people like that. oh he actually answered there it's like laughing out loud <laughs> Oh, filter. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he said filter. It's an upgrade for the M50 filter. I don't know. Hmm. You mean like the things to change? The, the, the lenses? I mean, the lenses are cool. I know Sigma has some sick ones. Are you talking about like a cinema lens like this? This is a cinema lens. Yeah, now like the Canon, you can use like a lot of them and just buy the little connector. And I can. Yeah. So these are these right here are Comica um, uh, transmitters for the wireless lobs. Oh, he's asking me if I didn't get the mic. No, I did. I bought a, a an extra mic, a Comica mic for it. But I don't know if I'm doing it right, if I'm connected to the right way. And I don't here's know. A, here's a different one right here. This one's a little bit larger. But, yeah, I would filter, filter like, like the phone Huh. Oh, you got to show us that because I don't really know. For the M50? That'd be cool. Maybe he's talking about like. Oh, do you mean like the filter that you can put the little thing on by the lens? I see more of this. Some of like, this thing? That's a filter, yeah. Like you can uh when you take this is a this is an ND filter right here. It's an ND filter. Otherwise known as a neutral density filter. It's like sunglasses, it's like sunglasses for your camera. They also have polarizers and yeah. other different types out there too. Those are cool. Whoa, the light turned red only. The light did turn red. 
he moved to be a Republican now. <laughs> <laughs> we were making fun of that at the beginning, guys. We oh, were not no, no, <laughs> Oh, no, go into the settings, and there are different views. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I need to go check that out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what he means by that because I don't own one of those cameras. Yeah, no, no, he said go into the settings, and there are different views in it, in the settings. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely check that out. How far into that camera have you gone, though, Jesus? Shit, dude, I need to use, I need to start using it, man. I haven't even used it. Like I just I just been learning, and then when we start talking about you know investing on really learning it, I was like, man, I really want to find somewhere in Udemy so I can learn a little bit about more. But I'm like, what kind of mic you know can I use? Because I know you can use like uh, there's some oval mics that you can buy them on on the little mics. Yeah, but I said I need a big mic because what happened if there's like if I'm interviewing three people, like we're going raw and docu-series and then we, there's only two mics. I'm like, if I have a big mic here, it could get everybody's sound. Yeah. That's well, I- so one of those ways you can accomplish that is by using like a, like a, an, a, like an audio recorder almost. And I have, man, dude, I've got so much gear. It's funny, but the audio recorder, let me, let me grab that for you. Definitely, Edward. We need to get together, and um, we'll definitely get him together with him and the other two guys, and we'll just go out here at City Center, take some pictures, man. It's a nice places here where we can get some cool pictures. All right, so I've actually got two. So I've got a Task Cam oh, yeah. audio recorder, and then I also have a Zoom H6. I've seen so those. This, this yeah. is the better one right here, but this one doesn't do too bad. I usually hook this one right here. I'll hook this one up to the DJ sound system or wherever I'm going. I'll, I'll put this one over by where the DJ is. And then this one right here, I'll use it for like backup audio for like main main tracks. Like so say, for instance, uh, like if I was at a wedding, I'd hook it up to the to the bride and the groom. Let me turn this off because that battery's going to die. Because I did buy a, a Comica mic for it. And I did my homework and I went and checked it out who else had, had bought it for the Canon 50. Yeah, they gave it a review a nine out of ten, and so that's why I bought it. But like I said, I'm putting it right or connecting it right and moving the movements. I try it. I'm like, man, the next time I see Josh, we can you know do that. And because I mean, it cost me, and it's there, it's new, and I haven't used it. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, like I said, Jesus, I don't mind teaching you anything, man. I my I, look. Pretty soon, I'm about to have to start my own school up because yeah. I get a lot of questions. Yeah. I really do, and I get a lot of questions. This and is really I don't cool. mind. I don't mind. I don't mind helping. It's just that you know, it costs me a lot of money to learn what I know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I definitely want to be able to, you know, turn around a profit if I can. Oh yeah, the, his his comment left really fast. Oh yeah, sorry. He said our camera, the M50, has an audio. Yeah, I know. He has the audio input over here, so I can put the mic. That's why I got the Comica mic, so I can connect it here, and it, it doesn't run on batteries. The the mic. It, they, okay. compare, they compare it to the road mic. It's the road and the comic car. So I was like, I didn't have enough money for the road. So I was like, you know what? Let me do my homework. I said nine out of 10. And these people are using the road. I mean, the comic mic. And they're doing like little the videos out there and, and creating content. It sounds so good. But yeah, 
I couldn't get it to sound that good. So now my ass charge. I may be tweaking it wrong. You know. Um, hey Edward, uh, what what kind of what kind of shooting do you do? Our camera has an audio input. Okay, that was. Yeah, that audio input just basically allows you to hook an external microphone up for it, up to it. Mm-hmm. So you could hook up, like I said, you could hook these little Comica. I, I like these things a lot. They're they're not obstructive. They're small. And what I mainly bought them for was because, like, when I have to mic the bride up, putting something like this on her, that that's a large device. Yeah. So it's more tricky to do. But when I put one of these on her, it makes it easier. Just interviews. Okay. So um, for your interviews, how are you, are you, are you familiar with lighting? Because interviews are definitely one of those things where you want to make sure that your lighting is, is set up pretty good to help with your camera. Because one thing I will say, the M50 is an awesome camera, but it doesn't do too well in low light. That's true. Unless you're doing outside interviews. <laughs> if you're doing outside interviews, that's another thing. But at the same time, remember I told you, lighting is key. Some All light isn't good light. Yeah. You, shooting outside might be good, yes. But at the same time, if you're shooting in light that, like overcast skies is a perfect time to shoot videos. Mm-hmm. Or even a perfect time to shoot um, photos. Because what the, what the clouds do is it filters the sunlight. And it, what it does is it spreads the light over – sorry, I didn't mean to bump the mic. But what it does is it spreads the light over the, the surface of the clouds, and it, and it creates a, a, soft, a softening effect on the light um, as opposed to direct sunlight, especially if the light's directly overhead. That is a hard light. That is a very harsh light, and it's going to cause – raccoon eyes and all of that stuff to happen <laughs> oh my the, goodness man I, look i keep on running into light issues <laughs> i don't know what's going on i don't know why it's doing this oh no <laughs> so that's what i'm saying lighting lighting is essential obviously if i don't have my lights on like now then you're not going to be able to see me or because I'm not in the camera. <laughs> He's there, you just can't see him. He's I know the next time I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the, the lights in so I don't have to keep on running into lighting issues. Let's see what he said. Our lighting sucks. When you get a chance, go to our YouTube channel chasing our dreams. Well, let's go there right now. Yeah, he does. Edward, I hope you don't mind if I critique. That's the best feedback, critique. Because if you didn't want me to critique it, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have told me. Our dreams. Um, Is that the YouTube channel name? Yeah, I think it's... uh, Monaco. Let me see. Yeah, it's called Chasing Our Dreams. That's him right there. Where? Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Oh, that's a commercial. Never mind. 
<laughs> that's not you. That's not you, man. That's a that's a guy with beard. I think it's Santa Claus. We we gotta find the channel first. When you get a chance. Everything that I found that says chasing our dreams is uh like he has a lion on the side, like a little lion with the king crown, and it says intro hashtag chasing our dreams. That's the I found it right there. Uh Gosh. I send yeah. it. I'm gonna send it to you. Send it to me in a link. We're gonna give him a a live critique. Yeah, just send it to me in a Facebook message. I'll send it to your phone. Oh, okay, that's fine too. I already did. Oh. All right, so I'm actually going to send this to me so we can share this. Actually, you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, no, let me, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll send it to me because I'd rather be able to stop it and start it when I need to. What is it? Watch trailer chasing a dreams interview with Mister. Hey, so send that, send that to me in a Facebook message. Which one? That 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 channel. Send it to me in a Facebook message. The same one that I just sent you to your phone. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do this critique and then we could go ahead and, and close out. Mr. M3. How do I do that? Oh, All right, I got it. Opening it now, and I'm actually going to share my screen again. I don't know if I send you the M3 one. I just send you one. <laughs> but you can check his. Oh, no, that's fine. This is this is fine. Application window and Chrome. Please don't forget tonight to watch Rick and Morty on HBO. They're not I'm not I'm not being sponsored by them, but don't forget Rick and Morty. <laughs> trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you guys see that? Oh, let me let me put it in there. Hold on. Add to stream. Let me take let me take the, the banner so they can see it. There he goes. All right. Can everybody see that now? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. So check it out. First, one thing I want to point out is the the the, the lighting, like what we're talking about. So for one, these gentlemen right here, this gentleman on the left with the Houston cap and then the gentleman on the right with the black ball cap, you can't see their faces. The Their caps are creating a shadow across their eye line, their, their, their brow line. So it's you, you can't really tell who it is. Granted, you can see their mouths moving, but you can't really see like who they are. And that's the main thing about an interview is you want to be able to see who it is that is speaking, what they're talking about. So what if I were you and you run into situations where somebody's wearing a cap, what you're going to want to do is you're going to need 
more than a three-point lighting system in this case because this guy's going to need his face illuminated. This guy's going to need to keep his face illuminated. And then this guy's going to need his face illuminated. So there's going to need to be a light like over here on the right-hand side that's shining up. And not a light. I would actually use a reflector so the the light is softer. But I would use a reflector to reflect the light that's coming from up top onto that reflector. And then it bounces off and illuminates his face. And that can also help with removing like the chubby chin thing or double chin thing. But in addition to that, I would also do the same exact thing on this side for him. And then I'd put a diffuser to help diffuse the light so it doesn't look as harsh because right here you can see that his forehead's looking pretty shiny. A diffuser would have helped to eliminate that from happening. Um, I would have also moved them a little bit further away from the wall. I'm not entirely sure what lens you're using, but uh, you may not have had that capability, but I would have moved them a little further away from the wall to create some some depth between them and the wall gives a little bit of separation and in addition to that i would have put a light in the back um that key light that you have right now is is helping to illuminate these guys but this hair light or backlight would have helped to put a pretty nice little glow around their bodies um, and what that would have done was it would have helped separate them from the background because right now it looks like they're blending into the back. If like you can, if you look at this shot, it looks like they're part of the background and not, uh, not their own that, that's separated from it. So that's definitely something that you want to do. That's just a couple things. I mean, a, a compositioning is another issue uh, based off of what type of lens you were using. I'm pretty sure that, the room probably I'm, I'm assuming that maybe the room didn't allow for you to separate yourself from them more, or you didn't have a wide enough lens. Another thing I would recommend is don't just throw a wide lens on there because you have one. What I mean by wide lens is something less than 50. May I would say 35 is probably the widest I go. And that right there may even cause some distortion in somebody's face because the problem is, is what happens when you open a lens, when you have a lens that's open too wide or the uh, the the focal length on it is too wide, then it starts to make their face look like stretched out. Or uh, it's it looks funny. It makes them look thinner than they really already are. And if you have something that's too close, then obviously you start to lose. It, it, it makes them look like fatter than they really are. So I would say a sweet spot is anywhere between 50 and 85 millimeters that you would set your focal length to, to accommodate, uh, you know, those, these, these types of interviews. Another thing is, so granted, I understand you may have only had one camera, but I would have recommended having a two camera setup at least that way you could bounce back in between the different people that are talking and you could really actually like zoom in on that specific person, similar to how Jesus um, bounces back and forth between him and I on the, on the, like if I'm talking, it shows me. And if he's talking, it shows him. Well, if this gentleman in the center is speaking, then you could zoom in on him and you can even do that right now, but I don't know exactly what uh, type of, 
shoot um you, if you're shooting in 4k and then even at 4k you can only zoom into about 200 percent before you have or actually i think it's less than that before you have to dim it down to 1080 um but yeah man i could go all day uh and i'm not trying i'm not trying to disparage you from doing video keep on going the, the only way you learn is by somebody critiquing you and and you educating yourself but i would definitely say that um you know, you got some work. You got some work ahead of you, but it's it's good. I see that you said I was told to get up, get up lighting. What does that mean? Oh, that's cool that you can see the the comments over there, Josh. Yeah, I'm trying to see what he means by get up lighting. Yeah. And then he said both three. Yeah, just, just just elaborate on that a little bit. There's another one that came through? No, no, no. That's it. The last one was three. Oh, okay. Yeah, Edward, uh, do me a favor, man. Uh, hit me up on Instagram and uh, <clears throat> yeah. hit me up on Instagram. No, I, I, I appreciate helping you. Um, I really do. I'd, I'd like to help you some more. Uh, hit me up on IG. And, uh, you know, we could we could chat it up there. And then if uh, you have any more questions, you know, we like I said, we could just chat it up there. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with what uplighting means. I'm assuming that you're referencing lighting underneath illuminating the subjects. Three cameras? I think that's what he said. He had three cameras. Oh. Let me. Oh, well, have, yeah. Let's, let me, yeah. Let me buzz through the video real quick. Okay. I see another camera angle. Okay. I apologize. He does have three different cameras. Well, yeah, he has three different cameras. What kind of cameras are, what are the other cameras you're using? Because he, he just got the M50. Yeah, I don't know. Are you using two cell phones as your B and C camera? So just so you know, your A camera is your primary camera. Your B and C cameras are your secondary cameras. Okay, yeah, he said he thinks so. So he's saying he thinks that uplighting is referencing uh, the, the light. So if I had a light coming from, like, let's say this was the light. It, the light's down here. Uplighting is a light that's coming underneath but you really don't want too much light because as you can see if you look close like this side of my face is illuminated and this side of my face is dark and that's helping to create contrast which helps to separate me from my background so i mean edward you can actually use this kind you see, I wish Jesus didn't say no daggone Democrat and Republican because that was honestly not what I was going for with the lights, man. I just like the way the lights blended together, man. I wasn't trying to do no political statement with this. <laughs> but no, but no, um, you can use like my example to set up what you're trying to do in, in your situations and whatnot because, you know, it definitely can help to make your your you know your production uh of greater value 
um, we need to get you in studio. Well, like I said, hey, man, send me a message. I wouldn't mind coming over there and helping you guys set it up and, you know, get you guys rolling to a, a better start. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I'm actually going to actually I will take a look at this interview um, to see what what they're talking about on here. But uh, I, I do want to see what's going on in this. Oh, video. Talking about Waterburger and uh, who, who was better, Wendy's. In that interview, I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna! I was like, he's gonna be like, no, no, like, man, goodness gracious! Y'all had a 45 minute interview about what was better, Whataburger or Wendy's? Man, ain't there better things to talk about in the world? Oh my goodness! Uh, with the red and then the blue light out there, yeah, man. Can y'all talk about the red and blue lights? <laughs> I mean, that is a serious subject. Like, <laughs> imagine. My, my, my daughter always gets on me because she, she'll ask me, Daddy, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, I don't have one. She's like, that's weird. I'm, I'm like, I can't help it. Look, man, ask to not have a favorite color. I just don't have one. I can't explain to you why I don't have one. Mm. But yeah, she gets on me about it all the time. She'll be like, Daddy, you're weird. Uh, yeah, you're weird, too. You came from me. You are weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. You came from me, so you're weird. If I'm weird, you're weird, too. Your little sister's weird too. <laughs> oh, both weird, both of them uh, super weird. My my daughter, my youngest daughter, actually poked her head out here a second ago. I don't know if you saw me, but she poked her head out here and she was trying to ask me for a piece of gum. <laughs> That's hurt. <laughs> I would have thought that, like, like, hey, Daddy, I'm hungry or I need a snack. I'm like, was it that important? <laughs> but no, I, I love them. I do love them. I do love them. I know I get on their nerves too, so I can't even be that mad because I do stuff on purpose. I'm the childish dad. I'll go around and I'll get all up in their face. And I, like I think it was like two days ago, I was pushing my daughter. I was like, why are you all up in my space? And I went in her room and I'm pushing her around like, oh my gosh, you all up in my space. <laughs> but but yeah, man, that, like I said, if, if anybody has any specific like things that they want to, uh, you know, understand, I mean, Grant, I'm not, I'm just going to be honest with you all. I'm not. Go- Sorry. That was her. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to go into an extreme amount of detail. You would think that if they hear somebody talking, they would be a little more aware of their surroundings. I don't understand what's going on, but, um, they want to be in the Canada. Can I be in the show too? man? Hey, come on, (laughs) sit down. But, um, I'm not going to go into an extreme amount of detail again. And I'm just, I'm just being honest with you all. Um, I I spent a lot of years and a lot of money over the course of time trying to Mm -hmm. learn this stuff. So I will teach you up to a certain extent and anything other than that, we could talk about some other stuff, but, um, but yeah, I, I will definitely, um, Edward, I definitely like to help you uh, get to a certain point that, you know, you can uh, get that lighting situation better and make your interviews pop more. Definitely want to help you do that. Thank you, went away. That's all good. He might be working too, so it's all good. But that's good questions and everything. So even though it was, it was Edward, but I know that I've been, you know, I've been following him too and asking him questions and he's like, Hey, I want to do a show or stuff like that. And I said, I'm going to create something similar doing interviews and I'll bring you so I can interview. I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I said, yeah, definitely. 
but um but yeah that's that's everything I could think of, man. And again, if, if anybody has any further questions, please. Uh, Jesus left my IG information. Oh, just got studio built. It is recording studio that added a new room for interviews and podcasts. Okay, that's awesome. Where's the where's the studio at? You know, Jesus, we'll we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline because yeah, yeah. we're ongoing. Oh yeah, so so I mean, send them a message, Edward. I said Jesus. I mean Edward. 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 Jesus, you, we, you and I will talk offline too. Oh yeah, so you can send them a message too, and we'll know where's the studio and stuff. Hey Edward, do me a favor real quick though. Send me a send me a message on IG. That way we could uh, we can go ahead and, and get going as far as that's concerned. Uh, get your address and all that stuff, so I can come and link up with you. But um, oh sure, but yeah. hey, and ne- you never know, man. Like I can put up to 10 people in here so we can create like a course for Josh. So you will pay Josh, but you'll be here. He'll teach you. Cause I mean, he spent some money in there. Yeah. I can yeah, do that. Definitely. We can create a couple of people here, four or five people. And you just create your own little course or whatever it is that you want to teach. I actually, um, I started building a course about a year ago from my church, um, teaching about photography specifically. And then I entered, AV Studio. Okay, um, and then I, I started working on some video stuff for my church too. Uh, so I already have some material put together because I, I did actually plan on teaching uh, people, you know, just basic things about photography and videography. But right. especially here in the in the office, like you saw, it, Josh, we can work something out like that. You know, a little I don't want to say like seminar or group. Because hands-on will be the perfect thing. We got the TV. Yeah. Shit, you're teaching yeah. them the rig. Here's this. Here's that. Man, I'll be. I'll if I leave out of that. If I learn something, shit, I pay something yeah. for nothing. Because the way you <laughs> teach you, telling him the lights and this, I was paying attention. I was like, man, right there, man. It's like you don't pay for it. I mean, it's it's yeah, not. What it's, it's it's one thing for me to tell him. Um. It's one thing for me to tell him positioning using a YouTube video. It's a whole nother thing for me to actually like do it in a practical sense. Like me actually there showing him where lighting is, how it can work to your favor and and whatnot. But yeah. Oh man. It was good. Look at that. We went out for an hour and 25 minutes, but I hope Edward did learn something because he already said it and he's still, we're going to go check out the studio too. And, like I said, we can work out on some of the other stuff, but I mean, I knew yeah, that here coming in here, somebody was gonna I, I, at least one person learn something. That that's that's good. One yes. person did learn something. <laughs> yes, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this video is gonna make its way around. So um, definitely oh, look for. And the thing is, is it's cool because Edward's already shooting videos, so <clears throat> he's already got a general understanding of it. But there may be somebody out there who's on the fence. Don't forget the budget. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, the the there's somebody out there who's either on the fence about learning about photography and videography, or there's somebody out there who doesn't know that they want to do it, but may watch this and say, you know what, I want to learn about how to do that stuff now. So yeah, there's always somebody. But yeah, man, it was a blast. Hey, Seuss, I had fun. Definitely. Uh, guess one of these days I'm gonna do the cut out three different segments of what we talked and I'm going to send them to you so you can post them out with subtitles and where they can find you Instagram. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah. 
I, I was right before we got in, I was working on my last episode and I was cutting down the important segments that I did on the show. So yeah. I, you know, post them on social media and then, you know, you want a full thing, whatever. Cause a lot of people don't use Facebook. A lot of people just use YouTube. So you can still go to YouTube and watch it on YouTube. That's true. That's true. I got a couple of friends that don't have Facebook. Or, or or some people don't even like watching. They're like, hey, when you let me know when you publish it on Apple and Spotify so I can go out there and listen to it. I'll let you know. I mean, I'm always yeah. letting you know, y'all see, hey, I'm going to post it and stuff like that so y'all can know. Yes. Yes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Edward. And definitely with me. And uh, thank you, Josh. Definitely. Oh, no, no definitely. problem, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate no that. It, and it's not going to be the last time, guys. So. Now he's not the first one. I'm bringing a power player next on the 17th. So I want you to watch this, Josh. This is going to change the game. This is something that I saw him and I was like, I got to bring him. I don't know how I'm going to make it to make a. He's a busy man. I said, like, How I'm going to do a Zoom one on one and learn from him. And I did it. I have his time, valuable time, like everybody's time is valuable. And I said, Man, were you willing to do a podcast? Because I'm willing to. Let people know what you're doing. Like this is this is another way of advertising, but he went in a little bit of old style and like a, a little bit of a new style that people just left behind. And I was like, oh, this is gonna change the game. Like people gotta people gotta see this. And he yeah. and he's already seeing the results. He's like, I'm already seeing the results. I'm like, oh, dude. When I saw it, I said, it's the video box. It's called the video box. Hmm. And uh, go check it out on Facebook. He, he created his own Facebook group where he teaches people about I said, no, nah, man, I got to bring them in. People got to know about this. This not only once. I'm going to push it out out there because this is yeah. just gonna, it's changing the game. I'm getting your clients and stuff. Yeah, because it's saturated. He's, he's right. He's like, man, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. It's not that you're not going to get clients. And then, don't get me wrong. I do ads. He's like on Facebook and YouTube. But the big conglomerate companies they're spending millions and millions us as the little people you get a, a minimum percentage that you're going to get hurt or seen so he's like we gotta do something different and yes. he created the video bots dude and i was like damn that's gonna change the game and it is already and not a lot of people know about it i've been asking people hey like i asked you everywhere you know what the video box what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, okay, nobody's knowing about the video, but soon they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check it out, man. I'm gonna go check it out. All right, thank you, man. Thank you, Josh. And I'll definitely be keeping contact, and we set up another day so when we can see each other here. Okay. Oh, wherever, I'm down. It doesn't have okay, to be. Okay, good. Oh, we can eat that pizza, man. The pizza is good. I'm not hungry, but the that pizza is good. Maldives from Maldives, yes. Yeah, Maldives. The Mexican restaurant is good too. I like it. I've been there a lot of times. That's what, Ariana's uh, Ariana Celaya. I forget. I forget. Cyclone. There we go. Cyclone. Oh yeah, yeah Cyclone and Ayas. Cyclone and Ayas. Pretty. Good. I like their cheese. Is good. But dang. Yeah, I used to. I used to work down. Well, my, I mean, my company is still down in that area, but I know all that places over there. But yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Let's get together. Thank you again. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for you, Edward, for asking the questions. And we'll definitely get together with you, Edward, and make something work. And God bless everybody. Thank you for being here in the Push Power to Power Show with our guest, man, Joshua Allen. It's not going to be the last time. We'll, we'll bring next time. It will not be anything about this. It will be like right into the medium value. 
He's yes. just going to give you some value. And then he's going to be creating his courses and we create a landing page. Man, we're already talking about it. <laughs> 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 a free book so you can learn which is the face favorite five cameras you can start. Man, I'm already yes. giving you value, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. All right, man. Thank you, John. All right, dude. All right, everybody. Peace out, man. Thank you. Later. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Trust me. Oops. Like I said, Joshua is here. I got the video box, Caleb Wow. I got the guy that created the, the clip scribe coming. Got David Meltzer talking in the runs of that. I'm, I'm going I'm to hit you with a lot of power players out there, man. And I call power players everybody. But these are power players that are already making seven figures, eight figures, selling the company. So something that I'm going to learn, value, mentors, you know, they can mentor you through the show, giving some great value. So, man, I'm going to leave it like that because it's an hour and 30 minutes already. But this show today was great. My boy Joshua out there did what he did. He gave great value and helped one person. He's that person right there, Edward. He loved it. We're going to meet him. Josh is going to talk to him in the bed right now. And they're going to talk and meet. And we're going to meet at his studio and help him more because Josh is the man. He knows about video, photo, and filmmaking. So anything, his Instagram, his Gmail is out here. I already posted. God bless you and the Push Power to Power Show. Your boy, the real right there, the real life, the real Jesus Ortiz is out. Much love.